Welcome to the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast powered by CBMC, the show for young Christian business guys about young Christian business guys. We talk sports, we talk business, but most importantly, we talk about Jesus. Today is February 5th, 2021. I am John Harrison, your host, and as a community, we are unapologetically Christian, unapologetically business guys, but unapologetically open and vulnerable about our lives the challenges that we face and the faith and the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. We believe in spiritual mentorship, a.k.a. discipleship, learning what it means to follow Jesus, what it looks like to follow Jesus from another man. And we believe in the power of peer groups, surrounding yourself with others who are growing and will help you grow into the man that God designed you to be. So today, February 5th, hard to believe, I think episode 59 today, kind of crazy. I don't want to say I saved the best for last, but man, this guy's been a huge part of my life for the last... Geez, six, seven, eight years, super transformative in my faith journey. Just been a great friend. We spent a lot of time together, so I'm super jacked to have him as a guest on the show today. So without further ado, I can't guarantee that I know how to spell his last name, but welcome to the young Christian business guy, Mr. Dan Vander Veeren. How are Thanks you? Thanks for having me. I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be here with you today. That's for sure. The big cat. So I've known you probably, I don't know, six five, six, seven years. I can't even remember, but um, I've never known how to spell your name. So I'm really happy that you came on the show because, you know, it's, it's V-A-N space D-E-R space V-I-E-R-E-N. I was way off. I yeah. had, I had all these A's and anyway, Vanderveeren, you're here. <laughs> it's never an easy one, you know? I mean, imagine learning that one as a kid and all these spaces. <laughs> And where is that from? Belgium. Belgian heritage. Belgian. It's like a Belgian. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, welcome. Uh, super excited to have yeah. you. Um, Dan and I got to know each other six, seven years ago. And the thing that um, I love about my main man, Dan, he's got a basketball background. He's uh, a little taller than the average person. He can dunk. Uh, he's, a, he's a former hoop star. But we want to hear about your family life, man. Fill everybody in. Tell us about personally, professionally. Let us know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, been married for just over three years now. Uh, met my wife eight years ago, and uh, we just had a, a little girl last June. So that's been awesome. She's about to be eight months old. That's uh, completely changed things uh, in a great way, just like they say. Um, so an absolute blessing. And yeah, I mean, uh, little bit of background work-wise. I've been in the insurance business um, pretty much my whole whole career after basketball and an agent here in Minnesota that I've been running for six, seven years too. So it's uh, it's been good to me, man. American Family Insurance, we got that in your background. You run an agency there. So you were a hoopster. Let's hear a little bit yeah. about your, your, your basketball career. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I was I was blessed with the height, as you said, at five foot twenty-two. And um, you know, I I uh, always tell people you can't teach height, but I was fortunate to play um, here in Minnesota at Hopkins High School under a great coach, Coach Kenny Novak, coming up on nine hundred wins, which is phenomenal. And um, yeah, man, after high school, got to play some college ball and bounced around a little bit and had some injury stuff and. 
um, after college, I decided that I wanted to give it one more shot to try and uh, see if I could play the overseas game. And, and my mom actually had found a old uh, bucket list of mine that was to play professional basketball in Europe. So I uh, got in some good shape and ended up playing in the NBA D League a little bit for the uh, Spurs. And then I was up with the Timberwolves. And then I actually did did make it overseas to Latvia. And when I was in Latvia, I blew my ankle out for the second time and uh, decided that that was the final one. It would have been surgery number 10. And, um, you know, I thought I was better off limping around on the golf course than touching a basketball again. Yeah, that's right, man. If anybody wants uh, a good a good scramble partner, Dan Van's your guy. I mean, at, at five foot twenty two, he <laughs> says that jokingly. He's you you do see him at six foot ten, but he's he's a southpaw man. He's getting dialed in on his game. It's such yeah. a unique sighting. I love it, but he's got a good swing and a good game to him. So, uh, Dan, you and I met at just a super transformative time in my own spiritual walk. Um, probably a, a yeah. while, after ten years of of kind of wandering on my own. We met in a Bible study and ended up that my now wife, you had some family connection to her too, but um, I'd love to just hear a little bit about your spiritual journey and and what that walks looked like. Yeah. Um, You know, a lot like you, uh, the thing that's, you know, been like probably the most transformative in my journey is uh, men's groups and, and, and walking with other men in that way. I think the thing when I was, on my own wandering was trying to figure out what my purpose was. And there was a buddy of mine that approached me, uh, Tommy Stevens, and, and had this great idea to get up bright and early in the morning and mornings were not my thing at all. And said like, you know, I think it'll be great. You know, you gotta be committed. Uh, but it's, it's going to start at like six 30 in the morning. And I'm like six 30. Uh, I don't really get up before eight. Uh, but, but maybe I can do it one day a week. So, <laughs> So we put together this group, rallied some guys, and and ever since then it, it's been absolutely amazing. Just the growth, and obviously understanding that some of the setbacks and things that you kind of let yourself dwell in that they aren't there to stay forever. That you know you can have guys around you that going through similar things. It's just about being able to be vulnerable and honest with each other and, and help lift each other up. Mm. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. So you, um, you know, obviously you went through, you know, a turning point in my kind of my, my spiritual journey, my life in general was when I, I lost one of my best friends in a car accident. Um, and that really kind of shifted my life, frankly, and, and put me on a path that eventually took me back to the Lord and back to pursuing righteousness. And, and, but, uh, there, there's not often weeks or, or months that go by when I don't think about, my buddy. Um, and I know you went through yeah. a similar experience. Can you just talk a little bit about um, what that experience was what was like and, and how it's impacted you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I, it, you know, like you said, I, I uh, lost my best friend seven years ago uh, to addiction. And, and I feel like every day, every day he's watching over me. Um, I, I struggle with some of the same things previously and with the surgeries and so I, I feel fortunate to be able to be here today you know and um, he he was the most loyal person in my entire life so uh, losing him was one of the hardest things and and you know I just think that when you have those big moments when when you have things that 
you you question the why. Sometimes um, it can distract you to turn away from God instead of turn towards Him because there's there's a uh, purpose behind everything that happens to us, and and so His plan is is bigger than anything we can imagine. It's just trying to be patient and understanding that. And so after losing Him, um, you know. Th- so much has changed and, and as I've grown closer closer to the Lord, it's been amazing to understand some of the purpose he's had in my life. And and I think he's got Andy right by him just every step of the way. And it's kind of been been neat. Um, especially with having our little one. There was a there was a lot of signs that he was ever involved in and so we had a you know an infertility journey um and by the blessing of Having medicine and IVF, we we were able to get pregnant, and we actually found out we were pregnant the day before his birthday. And uh, I was like, "Oh man, can this be a coincidence or what?" After you know trying for a couple of years and going through some of this journey, um, wow! And then you know last last year my my uh, daughter was due, and July 11th was supposed to be her due date, and so on. Um, June 8th, out of nowhere at like 9.45 at night, um, my wife's water breaks and we are like, oh my gosh, like, wait, we're not ready. No hospital bags packed. It was it was just a scramble. And so as we were sitting there and scrambling and getting to the hospital and just trying to even understand like five weeks early, what's going on? Um, you know, she came out healthy. And as I was, was sitting there after they did all the tests before taking her back to get her ready i i I like have a cup of coffee because i was actually dead asleep um when she told me at first when it happened i kind of woke up out of his sleep and said something we don't remember and actually laid right back down (laughs) until she was like no like it's time and i'm like oh gosh wait what um but yeah so I'm, i'm sitting there in the hospital uh waiting room just like waiting for the doctors to come get me to go back. And I'm like, what? I'm just trying to process it. And all of a sudden it hit me. Um, my daughter was born June 9th, the day before his passing anniversary, which is like his hands were in the thing the whole time. And she was healthy being five weeks early, which is such a blessing, you know, and so many parents have to leave their daughter or son at the hospital and, and NICU and other people's care. And, and she came out healthy and we got to leave the hospital a few days later. And, take her right home. And, and I've just been so comforted knowing that he is literally has mm-hmm. his hand right on me at all times. So yeah, there's, it's, it's very powerful and those spirits are, are just as powerful and it's been uh, amazing to, to have that. Yeah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And, and baby Greta, right? Yeah. Greta. Baby Greta. So yeah. So thanks for sharing your heart, man. And as you've been a dad now yeah. for almost uh, a year, nine months, eight months. Yeah. I mean, what what surprised you about being a dad? You know, there's 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 so many things that I think happen and change. But the thing that, that everyone talks about that is just so surprising is like, what are that moment's actually like when your kid comes into the world? Because, you know, everyone talks about it's the best best thing in the world and you're trying to understand and relate and until that happens there's just nothing like that moment and you know i wouldn't say be surprising but you know the the funny thing is is like you learn to to be able to function in life 
you know, half awake in the first three to four months and try to figure out, you know, how do I do this? And there's so much fear, I think, that comes with a first time parent that um, you're trying to navigate an, an uncharted water, right? And, and there's all these books and there's all people have all the advice in the world, but every kid's different. Every person's different, right? God had a plan for each and every one of us and made us each unique in our own ways. And so being able to understand those blessings and, and just share share that and and watch your child grow has been amazing and you know now that i'm getting sleep and life's a lot easier with a little bit extra z's and um it's been great and and you know honestly shout out to the moms that's that's probably the hardest job they they sacrifice so much and uh they do it with just a you know smile on their face most of the time Mm, yeah yeah. So you said you were doing the first four or five months, half, you know, doing like <laughs> half asleep. I was going to ask you what, what was different the first seven years. I mean, I feel like you were always half asleep. That's <laughs> uh, um, good. Um, yeah. Those mornings at 630, you, you, you weren't always there, but you were always there. If you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the big guys here but we got to wake them up dan it's your turn to read man Uh, so so shifting gears a little bit obviously you've you've had an american family insurance agency and and providing a lot of different solutions for insurance and and uh, the different product lines y'all offer but i'm curious uh you know you you built this a business right and when you start with american family it's like other insurance gigs or financial services gigs where everybody that starts there's probably a small amount of those people that really stick with it and as you reflect back on your six seven eight year career with amfam what are a few key kind of principles that have contributed to you being able to succeed yeah yeah you know i i uh I think one of the main ones, like in things that I've learned is that having an athletic background um, honestly helps. I think in, in this this line of work, it's uh, one of those things that you get out what you put in. And, and, and it's not about the hours that you have office hours. It's all about the work that you do when no one else is, is looking. And, and so when you know, you're in there for 10, 12 hours, no one's seeing those things, sometimes it just wears on you, you know? And if, if you have a family of three kids, you know, I don't know if I'd maybe be in the same chair because um, putting in a 60, 70, 80 hour a week, just, just trying to make it is, is something that would take away from so much of what's important, I think, as I'm learning now, um, which I've been able to kind of put myself in a position where I can do the things like get off at five. Now I'm, I'm going to get up and do a lot of things before anybody else in my house gets up and leave before, before Greta gets up and different little things that, that I'm learning to be able to still run a business at a high level, but also keep family first, which is most important. So I just think it was being able to put in the reps and, and what you put in, you get out. Um, you know, I think uh, the other thing is, is doing right by the people at the end of the day. Um, you're in a relationship business trying to help people understand something that I, I joke with clients is as clear as mud. And so as a client advocate to a company, um, you know, I, I try and help people understand every last bit of that policy language and, and, and where they have their coverage and where they don't and let them understand how they can take that risk. And I think sometimes in this business, it's tough because 
you want to fully understand everything, but everything doesn't always add up in ways that you look at it. So, you know, unfortunately we can't pay for everything in insurance, but there are things that, that are the necessities to make sure you do have coverage. And then, um, how do you how do you navigate that as a policyholder? And and for me, obviously, even though I'm an insurance agent, I have to have my own insurance. So treating everybody's dollar like it's like mine, right? And maximizing things that that help them benefit or or keep money in their pocket. Cause I'm I'm the guy that no one likes to pay until they need me. And when they need me and 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 then we're there for them, you know, it's a whole different story. So um that's okay. Um, but if you never have to use your insurance, I could understand why why a lot of people wouldn't see that value, right? Um, but when you do and they they really do, they they come back and it's great to hear when, you know, people are just thankful for what you've been able to provide and understand. And, you know, I think that's the thing I've always prided myself on is just making sure I'm so educated on it and and if I'm if I'm ninety-five percent sure i always tell people i I will make sure i'm 110 percent before i give you an answer um because honesty is the key in this business you you just can't say oh it is or it is you know i think it is it's because it's not this is a contract at the end of the day as well yeah do do right by the people you're in a relational business and i appreciate you being so educated around it i mean i still don't even know what a deductible is you know (laughs) Uh, you just tell me what I need and we rock and roll. So I, I love that one, that, that the work that you do when no one is looking and that comes from that athletic background. And obviously you spent uh, quite some time putting in the hours when no one was looking. And and I think kind of transitioning to that, you know, when it applies to our spiritual life, I think that time when no one is looking, that time when we get intimacy with the Lord, that time we kind of spend uh, in the quiet, in the still place is is really what pays dividends in our lives. And you and I had a neat conversation a couple months ago about some transformation that's taking place in your own life. Talk a little bit about what kind of God's doing in your life right now, maybe from kind of a quiet time perspective. Yeah, yeah. You know, I um, like we said, we've been going to these groups and I've been hearing about all these things that work for everybody and trying to figure out what works for me. And and I, I, I think as I reflect now and had some of these major changes recently in the last few months is that I uh, was turning to God when it worked for me, right? And I was trying to ask for help instead of, you know, just giving thanks. And, and um, one thing that's really been hidden at home recently and actually came up last night in a different couples group through church is just, you know, Jesus was selfless, but he never needed more right and, and when he needed a break what did he do he went out on his own and he prayed and and i i couldn't figure out how that would fit into my life right so i was like oh how's that gonna fit what's gonna work for me and the reality was is i needed to find a way um to sacrifice and give up myself and, and what did that look like and like i said i i didn't like mornings before and and so what i decided to do was i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna get up bright and early 5 a.m and 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 sometimes 4 30 and, and take, you know 30 minutes hour sometimes even an hour and a half and and i i get to the bible and i get to my journal um and it's been super um transformational for me i guess too is as this new part of understanding and in the more I've been in scripture on my own and, and just been at peace in my mind with God, I'm learning just how much he loves and, you know, how much 
we can love and and figure out the best way to be able to spread that in a manner that doesn't feel like it's pressure, but just share the joy um, and share those promises that that literally are I just I, the the thing like I said can relate to is like a big hug. You know, it's just so so loving and uh you know me as a, a hugger in general uh hey, man, there's not a hug that's <laughs> than a dan vanderveer and hug man the big <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and i just feel like he has me wrapped up and and so it's it's not something um it, you know it, it almost becomes something that you desire that 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 time is the most important time to you and it's so peaceful and i you know if if however that looks in people's lives you know it's I don't know, right? Because I've been trying to find it for years and years and and it all came together at once and it was like all these pieces from all these different areas and I was trying to press in and and I was reading the scripture and and trying to understand that his plan's bigger than anything I could imagine. It's like hard for me to fully believe. I'm like, really? Because I think I can control some of this and and I I let go, let go and let God. And it's been it's been phenomenal. Mm. You talked about the sacrifice. I thought that was, yeah. that was a good word, man, that sacrifice. But but um, I believe blessings do follow sacrifice. You know, when you think about your athletic background, there's a lot of sacrifice. But then there was also a lot of, a lot of fun dunking a basketball in front of thousands of people and hearing those cheers and those roars. But the time that went in in the quiet, in the, in the yeah. stillness, when no one else was there, I think I think that's been great. So we kind of been – that was such a good conversation we had about that quiet time. But that's a good way. You said the sacrifice – to have that quiet time and, and when can I make the time? Um, and it sounds like in the morning has worked for you. So, um, yeah. so I, I don't know if you, if you know, but there's a big game coming up this weekend um, in the NFL as a Super Bowl between the Kansas city chiefs and the Tampa Bay bucks. Uh, what a cool matchup, by the way, just the, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever live and kind of the up and coming quarterback, you know, former MVP. And I just need a quick prediction. You know, I, I I think that um, Brady's been able to do stuff with good talent, but but Mahomes is special. Uh, you know, I, I I think they they might be on the road, and I think the hype is a home game. But uh, the way he gets rid of the ball just makes these plays that that nobody else can, and he's just so on point with with you know a, a great squad behind him, but both sides of the ball. Too, you know, I think it's just going to be a battle, but I, I think those Chiefs, those Chiefs will have it, and I, I still think Brady will go down as the goat either way. Uh, but I do think it, it's going to be a fun one on the road, and uh, they're going to wait for that play to ch- touch down back home and, and welcome those boys home. Yeah, you heard it here first, man. <laughs> so uh, before we wrap up with our verse of the day, Dan, I want you to think back. Uh, this is a question I like to ask guys: is if you were sitting across the table from your younger self, you know, you're yeah. what, 30, 33, 34? Yeah, about to be 33. Yeah, so 32. So you were sitting across from your 22, 23 year old self. What's something you would tell to the younger Dan? You know, I'd probably say surround yourself with, with the people that want to help you grow, um, that want to. You know, they talk about the iron sharpening iron, right? And 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 there's there's a lot of people out there that I think want to fit in. Um, and and I've struggled with some of that myself where you're trying to figure out what that 
looks like in your life. And for me, understanding those differences of, you know, being able to live in God first in everything you do compared to in what group you want it to. And so if, if I were to do it different, being able to just have that in all aspects, because there's things that, you know, maybe would have have a different, I don't know, but I, I do know one thing, like a journey is a journey and you just got to keep, keep appreciating all the ups and downs that, that you go through. And, uh, you know, it, there's so many good sayings out there, you know, not, it's not about how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up. Um, but, but being able to find the right, the right guys that you can be vulnerable, vulnerable with. And then, you know, bring up things in the, in the humility of Christ that he allows us to understand and, and have those people to support you, you know, and, and one of my good guys B recently said, and was going through a couple of things. He's like, man, you just, you can't dwell in it. It's next play. Um, and we got to ask for forgiveness. That's, that's, that's what God's given us, right? He's, he's allowed us to have that forgiveness and grace. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's having the right people around you makes the world of a difference. That's a good word. That'll preach, Dan. That'll preach. <laughs> well, let's talk about verse of the day, Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7, yeah. which says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7. Dan, what does this verse mean to you? You know, I've, I've, like I said, in the last few months, I've really tried to make sure I, I listen to the Holy Spirit he blesses us with and, and everything I do moment by moment. And, and, and by doing that, I think it allows you to love God all you have. And so for me, the, this has come up actually in um, one of my mornings. And, and the, the thing I love the most is if we can, if we can live by this, we will have a, a even more abundant life and, and than we ever imagined with the relationships we never could have imagined. And, and the last part of it in seven, I think that's, that's the one that I think is most important as I had a child is, is understanding how do you, how do you provide this right same type of love and understanding to your children at a young age? Um, and I think it is just, by all you do, talk to them while you sit at home, while you walk, you know, and, 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 and when you lie down and get up, literally, if you, if you live in it, all you do so much changes, so much transformation and so much love. And, and so that's kind of why I chose this one for, for us is that because it, it really is that, and we want to love not only our children, more neighbors you know and, and this world needs love right now so if we can all figure out how to bring that love back we're, we're going to be in a lot better place mm, that's a good word there it says yes yeah, so so verse seven impress them on your children talk about them when you sit at home when you walk along the road when you lie down and when you get up so dan that's uh that's a good verse way to bring that today man thank you so much for sharing your heart thank you for your your openness and your vulnerability and Thanks for being the man that you've been in my life. You've been a pillar for me, literally and figuratively. Shoulder <laughs> to shoulder with me on my wedding day, and been there through some of the some of the highs yeah. and some of the lows. And 
thanks for being you, man. And so blessed to hear about uh, Greta for you and Alex and all, all the exciting yeah. things going on. So love you, man, and, and have a good weekend. Thanks for coming on and stay the course. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me. And thanks for just keep pressing, pressing with me and pressing into me and the support and love, man. You got the biggest heart and I'm, I'm just so glad the way God's working in our lives and watching you just um, being and Ray where he had you positioned, I think, and, and, and the happiness that pours out of you with it, man. So love you, man. You too, bro. Love you, man. Adios. Oh, man. I've been wanting to have that guy on for a while. That's uh, that's awesome. So as, as we as we kind of reflect on on just kind of that that verse. Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7. I think when Jesus was asked, you know, what's the greatest commandment? It's that one right there. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Um, intimacy with the Lord. Pursue him and love him. Uh, we got to talk to Dan today. He made some great points. Uh, he talked early on about men's groups and how he really didn't want to wake up early, but it was kind of that consistent um, going to that group and, and waking up and, and the value of being around other guys who are being authentic and vulnerable and open um, about what was going on in their lives. And, you know, that vulnerability is the key to intimacy and intimacy is the antidote to isolation. Um, Dan was willing to share his tough journey, um, his tough journey of losing one of his best friends. And um, he was able to share some of the beautiful ways he's been um, knitted into, you know, the, the birth of his daughter, Greta and, and just seeing the Lord work uh, his purpose through that pain. And I think that was a theme that Dan shared with us today was the purpose that there is um, behind the pain. Um, I asked Dan a couple key principles that allowed him to succeed. And he said his athletic background uh, from a work standpoint, because it's the work that you do when no one is looking, that's some of the most valuable. And I think that applies to all areas of our lives. I touched on it a little bit from a spiritual perspective, the time that you spend when no one is looking, that quiet, still time, but also in your in your work life. So much in today's world, we're putting a spotlight on the results when you're in front of others or your activity when you're in front of others. But in reality, it's how are you spending that time when you're alone, um, doing the little things well. Uh, and he said, doing right by the people. You know, he's in a relationship business, but in reality, I think all of us are in a relationship business. And are you doing the right thing and continuing to to admit when you don't know, but also be willing to find out to help out? And then he talked about the quiet time and just how all the pieces for him are starting to come together after years of trying to get a consistent quiet time of being in the word and journaling. And he said that word sacrifice. Uh, he had to sacrifice. We all have choices. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. And he found some time to get up early in the morning and be sacrificed. And then I thought he's so beautifully shared if he could go back to his younger self to just say, Hey, surround yourself with people who want to help you grow. I think growing people grow people. And so who in your life is helping you grow, grow? Who in your life is pouring into you and helping you become the version of yourself that God created you to be? Uh, who is helping to refine you? Who's giving you affirmation and appreciation, but also accountability. I think that's a great gut check for all of us is, how are we surrounding ourselves, not like with people that we want to be like, but with people that are helping us grow? I thought that was a really good word. Um, and so Dan talked a lot about just the time that he spent in small groups and men's groups. And if you want to get connected to a group similar to what, what Dan talked about, um, visit YCB Guy, Wise and Young, Season Christian, Bees and Business Guy, G, 
G-U-Y-C-B-Guy.com to get connected. We can get you connected to a one-on-one mentorship relationship. We can get you connected to a small group. You can join our virtual national weekly call for young Christian business guys from around the country. We have every Tuesday, or there's a box there that says, I want to learn more about what it means to be a Christian. Check that box. Uh, We believe faith is not the absence of doubt, but the processing of doubt. So if you're interested in taking a deeper dive, fill out that information and we'll get you connected. So thanks for tuning in to the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast powered by CBMC. I am John Harrison, your host. Go Chiefs. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Stay on the office.